Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day. I won't lie to you, listeners. We've got some work to do. 15, 25, and 1, down 9.45 units overall through eight days of picks at the 2021 U.S. Open. I know that's unacceptable, and I'm not making excuses, simply relaying the facts to all of you. We've had some brutal beats over the past couple of days. You go back to Sunday, day 7. Garbine Muguruza looked like she was about to flip the script on Barbara Krejcikova, of course, Krejcikova calls a medical timeout at 5-6. Muguruza not able to find her rhythm. After that point, Krejcikova closes out the straight set victory. That was unfortunately a loss for us. Angelique Kerber came so close to knocking off Layla Fernandez, but in the end, the 18-year-old Canadian knocking off Kerber, ruining our parlay. Those were our two losses on Sunday. Yesterday, again, tough day of beats across the board. Belinda Bencic did deliver us one victory, but Bianca Andreescu, she came so close, was about to go up that break, serve for the match, it felt like, against Maria Sakari in the second set. Unfortunately, Sakari takes the second, her fitness winning out in the third. That delivered us a loss. Uh, Unfortunately, Riley Opelka falls in four sets. That was just, I was wrong. Lloyd Harris was the better player today, and, you know, sometimes you call them right, sometimes you call them wrong. Another player I have just missed on this tournament, Emma Raducanu, delivering us beat after beat. First, it was against Sarah Cerebus Tormo. Now, another dominant performance for her against Shelby Rogers. All of that said, again, We've got some work to do here down the home stretch. I'll be realistic. That 60% overall win percentage, that up 11.18 units, lofty targets at this point, but targets nevertheless. Am I going to up my ante for some bets that I'm confident in? Yes, but let's not get reckless here. Let's do our work. Let's do it responsibly with that in mind, of course. If you are looking for recap content of each and every day's action, hop on over to the Mini Break podcast feed. You can find those podcasts wherever you listen to your shows, Apple, Spotify, etc. Or you can find the links to them on our website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, immediate updates throughout the day. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at CrackRackets. You want to message me directly, I am at GreatShotPod. But with that in mind, let's get into it. Our picks for Day 9 of the 2021 U.S. Open. I don't have any money line picks for you, and I don't think that's going to surprise the listeners of this show because you guys are the most intelligent, well-informed in the business, and obviously, it's a quarterfinal day on day nine of the 2021 U.S. Open. We've got two men's singles matches, two women's singles matches. Given where we're at in the draw, everything is going to be tight from a lines perspective, a spread perspective, over two and a half sets perspective, or you're going to be facing a Novak Djokovic and Alex Zverev. 
and you know a Daniil Medvedev at that point it's going to be lofty odds and so you know finding parlays finding value that much more difficult of course if you do want to know what the money lines look like this week just in case you are curious where we are at for our matches you've got Alina Svitolina minus 275 favorite over Layla Fernandez who's at plus 220 you've also got Arena Sabalenka a minus 175 favorite over the aforementioned Barbara Krejcikova Krejcikova by the way the last player alive in the women's singles draw with a Grand Slam singles title that title of course for her came at the 2021 French Open this is her first U.S. Open main draw so yes she's a slam champion but she's not exactly an experienced slam champion going to be some chaos going to be some funk down the home stretch of the women's event and just for an update in case some of you are curious where do the futures odds stand right now we'll stick with the women's side here Sabalenka the favorite at plus 240 that's interesting but again we've never seen her in a grand slam final let alone win a title so gonna stay away from that one for now you've got Pliskova plus 400 number two Benchich plus 500 tied with Svitolina plus 500 you then have Krejcikova Radikainu plus 700 Sakari plus 1800 then your first big dip to Layla Fernandez plus 1600 and with that dip in mind Layla Fernandez the you know seemingly underdog in the field although obviously it feels like Radicane we don't know much about her but back-to-back round of 16s clearly odds makers are fans but you know that gets us to tomorrow's match where that minus 275 number four Svitolina she is the heaviest favorite thus far of any of the quarterfinal matches that have come out and that's a testament to Alina Svitolina's record of late you look at what Svitolina's been able to do. She comes into this match on a nine-match winning streak, winning the title in Chicago. She has won titles in, I believe, nine out of ten seasons since the 2012 season on the WTA Tour. You look for Svitolina here now in this 2021 campaign. You know, in what has been, I suppose, considered a down year for her, as you look at her ranking right now, Alina Svitolina currently ranked fourth, but you look at the race in terms of points accumulated this season, she's 13th, which obviously a little bit of a spread between that number where she's ranked right now. Some of that has to do with the rankings protections and she's protecting semi-final points here at this 2021 U.S. Open that she's made it to the quarterfinal round accumulated as many she had extraordinarily valuable you look for her 37 and 16 here in 2021 70 percent win percentage in the 18 events that she's played here on the season she's made the quarterfinals now in nine of them when you're you know that means she's winning multiple matches at about half of her events she's made you know one final on the year was the final in Chicago where she wins the title you look for Svitolina in terms of the degree of difficulty the level of competition she's played always impressive Svitolina's always going to beat who she's supposed to beat right 21 in one against opponents ranked outside the top 50 what's so impressive though for her and perhaps you know in indicative of why people think it's been a bit of a down year for her we talk about how cluttered it is in the top 50 of the WTA rankings how a Jill Teichman on the right week can look like a top 15 player on the wrong week she looks like she belongs outside the top 50 therefore in that 25 to 50 range feels about right for her you look just right now in the women's game the players ranked between 25 and 50 you have names like an Ostapenko like a Collins like a Conteve, Georgie, Cerebez Tormo 
Serena freaking Williams right now, just a fun fact for all of you, but a lot of dangerous names floating in that range. You look for Svitolina this season. She's 16 and 15 against top 50 competition overall, but you look for her against the top 20. She sustains that same winning percentage, 6 and 5 overall. You look for her against top 10 opponents here this season. She's 2 and 2. Wins over, you know, both of those wins came over Kvitova in three sets. Both of her losses, by the way, to Ashley Barty, one of them in three sets. That's to say, it's been a pretty rock-solid year for Svitolina. You look at the numbers for her, holding 70.3% of the time. That's 1.2% above her career average. Breaking serve 39.1% of the time. That's 1.8% below her career average. Her 52.1% total points, 1.4% above her career average. All of these numbers make sense. You look for Svitolina, turns uh, 27 here in a couple of days. She's smack dab in the prime of her career. Career and her numbers indicate as much. She's one of the 13 women, uh, excuse me, 14 women right now on the WTA Tour to rank in the top 25 in both hold and break percentage. And now she's not elite in either category, not top 10, not even top 15. Her number's 24th, I believe, in overall uh, uh, hold percentage, 20th in overall break percentage. Those numbers are very good. There's no doubt about that. And she's always been a player with a really high floor, match in, match out, because just physically one of the most fluid movers, regardless of surface and her ability to absorb, redirect. She's not going to beat herself, not commit bundles of unforced errors. Svitolina's just rock solid. And you look for her now. It's her eighth career quarterfinal at a Grand Slam. Now she's two and five in her previous seven, but again, has made a U.S. Open semifinal before, made two semifinals back in the 2019 season didn't quite find her rhythm in 2020 but you know again is back on the right path particularly down the home stretch here of 2021 she was excellent in defeating Simona Halep in straight sets same deal against Kasekina two players who you would think could match her physicality they couldn't right now. She was moving better than them. She was more dangerous from against them in the outer thirds, and it just felt like Halep couldn't hurt her. That is why I am leaning towards her, despite, you know, again, that minus 275 money line, a little bit lofty for Svitolina, but minus three and a half games over Layla Fernandez tomorrow, that's a proposition that's interesting to me. You look for Alina Svitolina, she would have covered that minus uh, three and a half games in every single one of her victories here in this nine-match winning streak. You look on the flip side for Leila Fernandez, who no doubt has been exceptional in her past two victories and has been the most impressive in the women's tournament thus far. You look at the four wins she's accumulated over Ana Konya, who's a former quarterfinalist at this event, the, I believe, 23-year-old working her way back from injury, ripped through the qualifying draw, and then Fernandez beat her in straight sets. She beat Kaya Kanepi, who, you know, was... A top 20 on hard court sort of player this season, straight sets in the second round. She knocks off Osaka, the most powerful player in women's tennis in the third round. Then survives the grind against Angelique Kerber in the round of 16. Both of those matches, three set victories, both of those matches for Fernandez seemed like she was down fighting for survival only to be clearly, you know, after getting over that second set hump, the more dominant player in the third set, the 18-year-old Canadian former uh, junior Grand Slam champion, excuse me, 19-year-old, it was just her birthday, uh, former junior Grand Slam champion, is one of those on the rise going to have to circle, excuse me, 
talent in the women's game. And you look for Fernandez here this season, who was not a top 50 player coming into this event. You look at this result now, Leila Fernandez up to number 49 in the live rankings. You look for her in terms of points accumulated here this season. She's 42nd. ELO ratings, uh, I believe, for Layla Fernandez right now, outside the top 50. Yes, she's 80 overall. She's 69th in 2021. That will change once the 2021 U.S. Open results are incorporated. But the point is, this is clearly a breakthrough result for her. Of course, she was uh, is now 21 and 15 here in 2020 in her career. 3 and 5 against top 20 opponents, 10 and 12 against top 50 opponents. Of course, all uh two of her three wins against top 20 opponents came at this US Open. Clearly, she's playing the best tennis of her career and what's so uh fascinating listening to her in interviews and, you know, hearing her speak uh and watching her perform, she's clearly embraced the moment and we saw it tonight with Jensen Brooksby and Djokovic. I don't care these young players 18, 19 years old. Yes, they've been pushed physically in this tournament. But they're on adrenaline and they're 19 years old. You know what's really easy to do when you're 19 years old? You get a day off in between matches, you're going to be just fine. Come that next day. And so, you know, for Layla Fernandez, yeah, she spent a lot of time on court, but obviously she's been exceptional this week. All of that said, from an eye test perspective, as good as Layla Fernandez has been, and you look for her numbers, by the way, here this season uh, for Fernandez in 2021, hold percentage for her, 67%, that number amongst top 50 players on the WTA Tour would be good for about 33rd right now. You look at uh, Layla Fernandez's break percentage, which is 37.6%, that number actually would be sneaky, uh, again, sneaky effective. She would be 28th in break percentage. Very Spitalini, right? She's very good at everything. And she moves well. She absorbs. She redirects. She can take the ball early on these quicker courts. She moves forward. And you can just see she grew up in Canada playing on the hard courts. But again, the numbers suggest it. I think the eye test suggests it. Spitalina's just been better than uh, Leila Fernandez here at this event. And I just think as good as Fernandez has been, you know, that she's going to see someone who matches her stroke for stroke, matches her physicality over the course of three sets. And I know she just saw that against Kerber, but it's a different sort of physicality. You know, Svitolina's in the outer thirds. Kerber's taking the ball early on the rise. And I think Kerber's trying, and not that Kerber can't grind, but I just think, Again, watching this version of Alina Svitolina, I don't know what Fernandez is going to do to hurt her. I think that, you know, right now Svitolina is just a little bit further developed at everything, does everything a little bit better, and I think she matches up particularly well with lefties. I think that three-and-a-half game number is too low. So give me Svitolina minus three-and-a-half games over Fernandez. I think she wins in straight sets. I don't think either of the sets go to a tiebreaker. That would cover that three-and-a-half game number. We're going to throw two units on it. We're getting aggressive here. Two units, folks, to win 1.42. Again, I'm feeling pretty good about this. This is a bet on how good Svitolina has looked on the fact that it has been back-to-back three-set wins for Leila Fernandez. It's not Radicanu who went 0 and one against Cerebez Tormo now and you know what was it two and one against Shelby Rogers no she's been pushed in a way that Raducanu hasn't quite and I just think Svitolina is going to be that bridge too far give me Svitolina to advance minus three and a half games 
minus 142 units to win 1.42. That ace number one, my other uh, two, I sub, or three aces, excuse me, one's a parlay, the other two also over, under, and spreads because, by the way, I mentioned uh, the women's spreads and just quickly in case you're curious, the tennis abstract numbers tomorrow, Svitolina, 76.3% favorite according to tennis abstract single forecast. They also have Sabalenka, a 58% favorite over Crutchy. Kova. That's where I want to go next while we stick on this women's side. You look for Sabalenka tomorrow by the money line. It's just not particularly appealing. Minus 175. Yeah, you can bet a unit on that. You'll get like 0.58 or 0.57 in return. That's good. That's not great. And so, you know, again, you look at the spread though, minus two and a half games, which is essentially anything but a six and six victory. And I really don't think the match is going to go six and six. It's minus 120 odds. That's much better. And if you back Sabalenka to win the match, minus two and a half games is not outrageous to to cover. Because again, even if the match goes three sets, we know Arena Sabalenka goes lopsided. That best 35 minutes can be followed by a bad 15. But in that best 35 stretch, she can rip off a 6-2 set in about 25 minutes. That's how good Arena Sabalenka can be. Of course, we all saw the way Krejcikova left the court against Muguruza, clearly in pain physically and just, again, emotionally, mentally, what you have to go through to just sustain yourself during that match, the focus it takes, it's going to wear you down and you just can't be worn down against Arena Sabalenka because if you leave her balls in the center of the court... And even if you don't, she's playing Mach 5 tennis the entire time. She's going big. She's going to make you pay. You look for Sabalenka. Uh, obviously, she's currently number two in the rankings. She's currently three in the race behind Krejcikova. Krejcikova right now in the rankings. Uh, I believe currently career high number seven overall in the live rankings. ELO ratings right now. Sabalenka a little bit higher in overall ELO. She is currently number three. Krejcikova number four. In terms of 2021 specific. Pacific, Krejcikova 2, Sabalenka 10. You look right now, Sabalenka, one of the five players to be top 15 in both hold and break percentage, top 16, excuse me. You look right now for Krejcikova, she is one of the 14 players to be top 25 in both categories. They're both elite servers, Sabalenka a little bit better numbers as a returner. From a statistic standpoint, it's a pretty even match across the board. Again, Tennis Abstract gives Sabalenka a 58% chance to Krejcikova's 42%. That's reflected in that minus 175 odds. Sabalenka 42 and 14 here in 2021. She's 18-2 and two against opponents outside the top 50, 24 and 12. That is super impressive against top 50 opponents. 8 and 7 against the top 20. You look for her against the top 10. She's 2 and 3 this season. Uh, wins over Barty and Halep, two losses to Barty and a loss to Pliskova as well. Uh, She's been damn good here throughout the course of the year. Of course, you look for her in terms of Grand Slam success. It's her second quarterfinal, back-to-back quarterfinals for Sabalenka. She has beaten Krejcikova in uh, their careers. They played once. It was last year indoors in Lynn's home stretch. That was during the Sabalenka win streak. Sabalenka, a three-set victory in that semifinal match. Of course, that was a fast conditions court. This is going to be a fast conditions court. And look, 
The numbers for Prechikova speak for themselves. She's third in hold percentage behind Osaka and Barty. She's 29-3 since May 24th, winning the title uh, in Strasbourg, ripping through Roland Garros. She has as many quarterfinals in her career at majors as Arena Sabalenka, even if the majority, if not all, of her success has come here in the 2021 season. It's her first U.S. Open main draw, and yet, you know, again, she's yet to drop a set. The most impressive win for her over, of course, Garbine Muguruza in her last match. And through the first set and a half in that match, she was flawless. She wasn't making mistakes. She wasn't making errors. But then the pressure started to pick up. And then look, again, physically, we don't know what sort of shape Barbara Krejcikova is in. And I just think, you know, again, you need to be fit as a fiddle when you're playing Arena Sabalenka because of the heaviness and the pace of her shot, the aggression with which she plays. She's keeping you on your back foot. And Sabalenka has been peaking. In her past few matches, straight sets over Danielle Collins, straight sets over former doubles partner Elisa Mertens. This is a bet on Sabalenka. Both A, I think her best is better than Krejcikova's best, and B, I think she's closer to her best right now than Krejcikova will be after that Muguruza match. A minus 2.5 game spread at minus 120 is better value than a minus 175 money line, and I just think Sabalenka is going to win. So give me Sabalenka, minus 2.5 games over Krejcikova. Krejcikova minus 121 unit to win 0.83. That's ace of the day number two. Ace of the day number three, Medvedev over Vandesenskulp. With all due respect to my main man, BVDZ, and I read these numbers on the mini break. You look for him. He's 42-18 and 18 overall in 2021. You look for him in the live rankings, life-changing sort of number for Botik Vandesenskulp. He goes from outside the top 100 to a new career high of number 62 in the live rankings. But again, he's made a challenger final this year, four challenger semifinals, qualified at all four slams. That said, he never played an ATP Tour main draw match before 2021. He was 6-8. and eight, uh, now He's 6-8 and eight now against top 100 opponents in his career, 4-5 and five against the top 50, but three of those four wins came in this event. And with all due respect, as you know, good of a shot maker as he is, as physical as he was in that match, his five-set win over Diego Schwartzman to advance, he now gets the monster of all monsters in Daniil Medvedev. Daniil Medvedev, who has not lost a set yet in this tournament. A Daniil Medvedev who would have covered a nine-game spread in all but one of his four victories here at the 2021 U.S. Open. You look for him 30-10 and 10 now in his career in hardcourt slams. His last five results at the slams, final 2019 U.S. Open, round of 16, 2020 Australia. He also did that 2019 Australia for what it's worth. Semifinals last year, finals Australia this year, now into the quarterfinals as well. You look for him over that course of time, uh, straight set victories for him, uh, just again in terms of uh, the deciders for him in straight, he's 22-6 and six in straight set matches uh, in hard on hard courts in his career, you look for him since 2019, he's 21-2 in straight set matches, I believe all but three of those 21 victories would have covered an 8.5 game spread, 
That's what we're hitting tomorrow, folks. Minus eight and a half games Medvedev over Van de Sinskop. He just hasn't seen someone who plays with the physicality and then also has the 125-mile-per-hour serve like Medvedev who can match backhands with him, who can match the creativity, the slices. I just think Medvedev's locked in right now. It's him to the finals collision course, whether that's Zverev or Djokovic remains to be seen. He's your tennis abstract percentage favorite to win the event right now, down to plus 185 odds in terms of the futures. And by the way, for those of you who are curious right now, where are the men's futures odds? Djokovic back up to minus, oh, down to minus 120. Interesting. To win the event, according to DraftKings, Medvedev plus 190, Zverev plus 450. Then it drops off a cliff. 35 to 1 odds for Alcaraz, 40 to 1 for Berrettini, 60 to 1 FAA, 130 to 1 for Lloyd Harris, 400 to 1 for our main man, BVDZ. Again, uh, you look... uh, for Daniil Medvedev, I think he advances tomorrow. I think he covers that minus eight and a half games. A minus 165 money line is, isn't great, but I think that's a win. Give me Medvedev to cover. We're going to throw a unit on that to win 0.6. Those are the spreads I like. Of course, I'm not going to leave you without a parlay. Even if we're in a losing streak, we'll parlay our way out of it if we have to. And look, I'm going to go with the two players I'm taking on the spreads. I'm going to parlay Svitolina, Sabalenka, minus 275 over Fernandez for Svitolina, minus 175 over Krachikova for Sabalenka. I'm also going to throw FAA over Alcaraz, minus 220. Ten sets of tennis for Alcaraz in his past two matches. I know Felix has played a physical, you know, nine sets in his past two, but Felix has been at this stage before and you know it was immediately at his past slam and so he did know how to pace himself and just the preparation a little bit better than Alcaraz who's obviously got some adrenaline to run on at this point and Alcaraz hits you know forehand to forehand oh man this is going to be a fun exchange because normally you say no one can out hit Felix on the forehand side normally you say no one can out hit Carlos Alcaraz on the forehand side these both of these guys are in the sonic boom club that's what it sounds like when they're hitting the forehand I think Felix is a little bit better at driving his backhand I think Carlos Alcaraz a little bit better at playing the slice comes down to the serve and I back Felix over Alcaraz right now I just think he has a little bit more pop he's a little bit more solid on the second serve as well I think Felix meanwhile is going to get big cuts on his second serve return minus 224 Felix tomorrow you throw him into the Svitolina Sabalenka parlay plus 210 up uh, 211 odds it's good enough for a quarter of a unit we're not going to get crazy here but we do need a parlay so 0.25 on that to win 0.52 again to quickly recap your aces of the day we'll go Svitolina minus three and a half games over Fernandez two units to win 1.42 Sabalenka minus two and a half games over Krejcikova one unit to win 0.83 Medvedev minus eight and a half games over Vandesenskop one to win 0.6 and then a Svitolina Sabalenka FAA parlay plus 211.25 units to win 0.52 those are your picks for our aces of the day again recaps each and every day on the mini break podcast if you need the more immediate updates twitter instagram facebook youtube we are at crack rackets you want to message me directly i am at great shout pod like rate subscribe review to this show that mini break podcast feed our cracked interviews podcast and everything we are doing at cr you know who will make it will make happy our super producers max fliegner and daniel westoff who as always have a f- of an editing job to do day in day out but 
with that said, again, we hope you all you all know what we say for our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. May the odds be ever in your favor. And hey, great shot. Good luck, everyone. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.